Welcome everybody to week two of our Technology for Business podcast presented by CIT. Today we're sitting down with Todd and Scott and we're talking about businesses and technology goals. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and get us started. Sure, I'll go first. I am Todd. I am CIT's Chief Operations Officer. I am also our Chief Information Security Officer. Uh, Greetings. Uh, My name is Scott Patsy and I am the Manager of Strategic Engagement here at CIT. Cool. So uh, today we're we're going to be talking about what does it look like to engage or try to help use IT to achieve your business goals is really what we're talking about. Um, a lot of organizations have been doing this for years. There's a lot of buzz terms that show up in the industry, whether it's business enablement or if you start talking about digital transformation. And it sounds great. A lot of times it doesn't really mean a lot to a lot of people, including myself, who has been in technology for, you can probably see a couple of years anyway. Um, and we've been working at it. I, I've been in other businesses outside of CIT. I have done the whole process of trying to find ways to enable growth for businesses and, and help IT enable, if you will, like I used the term earlier, to achieve goals that were set forth by the organization. So um, we'll start here. And I guess the, the the first thing we'll kind of start talking about is what does that typically look like? Most of the organizations that we tend to work with do not have an IT staff in place. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, and so when you're looking at the small and medium-sized businesses that are out there, Scott, how do they typically get engaged with the ideas that I could potentially be using IT to help me achieve some of the goals that I may have as an organization? Yeah, that's a great question, Todd. Um, you know, a lot of it, for, a lot of it has to do with mindset. <laughs> you know, the basic mindset for a lot of people for the longest time just was that technology was this necessary evil, right? Um, we have to buy all this equipment and uh, applications and um, you know, every you know three to five years we go through this giant peak and valley you know um, uh, expense model um, capital expense model where we're you know ripping and replacing hardware and infrastructure and applications and you know now we have to train people on the new stuff and um, and, and and so unfortunately that that's technology comes along with a negative connotation, right, to that degree. Um, And so understanding kind of a person's, a business, a group of leaders, understanding their mindset about technology is a a large part in where that process begins and kind of how you begin to, um, you know, better uh, engage, better align um, technology with you know with what your business goals are and and by that i i mean um um making sure that the business technology goals that you have um and uh, are are supported by technology right um and and so i i there's a couple of quotes here or statements that i've written down that kind of help verbalize that mindset um and so anybody that i would sit down with and and, and start to talk about business and technology alignment i i say these words to them and say listen this is the mindset uh, the frame of mind that I want you to have as we kind of go into this conversation, as we begin an IT strategy exercise, you know, whatever. Um, and, and and those words are, are, are this, um, given the growing importance of technology in every business, 
Organizations must have a clear IT strategic direction and priorities that are closely linked to the business strategy. So that's a quote from former CIO of PayPal, his name is Brad Strzok. Um, another one that I like is an organization that achieves business technology alignment will generate the maximum value from its technology investments. And then the final one is the best IT plan is no longer simply a rundown of the financial investment required or a list of technologies to implement. Rather, it's an assessment of the changes demanded to achieve business goals. Now, that last one, I think, is probably the one that's the most connected to um, the groups of organizations that we work with. Um, because often their IT plan is exactly that. It's a list of things that they're going to buy, right? It's not connected directly to their um, uh, executive plans. It's not connected directly to what the business three to five year business strategy is, right? Um, uh, um, and and so I, I, I'll, I'll kind of walk us through that framework, right? Um, uh, wrapping it around that context that, hey, for the longest time, everyone's just been, you know, your IT plans, the computers you're going to buy, right? Um, and more so driving it towards the last piece of that statement, which is um, an assessment of the changes demanded. Um, you know, if you think about a larger organization that would hire a CIO, that person's job, it's the CIO's job to change things, right? To change the way that operational IT functions in order to support where the business is going. Um, so now that everyone's kind of in the same mindset, right? We understand where we're going. We understand what we're talking about. We kind of agree on those three statements, right? Um, in order to align um, uh, the business goals with how technology can support those things, um, there's some self-assessing questions that I like to discuss. Um, uh, and some of these are uh, can be sensitive so to speak, um, uh, more so, not because people don't want to answer them necessarily, but they they provoke enough thought where, you know, uh, oh, uh, maybe we haven't thought of that. And some people don't like to admit that they haven't thought of that, <laughs> right? Um, but either way, these are good provoking, thought-provoking questions that, that I, I kind of like to start, you know, an, an exercise of the process with or down this road to better align technology with business. Um, uh, so how does the IT, how does the organization budget for IT expenses, right? Um, and there's kind of a, 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 a good, better, best scenario, right? Um, you know, good, uh, uh, or it's in some cases, bad, um, is, well, we really don't. It's kind of ad hoc and we buy stuff as needed and and there's not really uh, a standard that we adhere to. Um, you know, we're just, uh, uh, we're, we're buying things as we need them, right? Um, and that provokes a lot of thought because as soon as you say that out loud, well, we really don't do that. <laughs> An organization knows, well, you know, now that I say it out loud, I, these are things I probably should be thinking about, right? Um, the second one is um, how is technology supporting revenue growth and opening new business opportunities for the organization? Um, 
something that most people that haven't aligned technology and business quite yet, something that um, they don't quite realize is that technology can be a strategic differentiator for them in their marketplace. Um, if you can align technology and business, your business can ultimately move faster. It can make decisions quicker. Your uh, people are more productive. Um, your people are happier because their technology is working and allowing them to do the, perform their job function. Um, uh, you know, in today's world, it's allowing them to perform their job function from anywhere, right? Um, so it's more than just is, is the technology working? Is it creating revenue growth? Um, is it opening new business opportunity? A great example of this is for the longest time, technology was just in the background. It's that it's that stuff humming away in the closet that every three years I got to buy a new one, right? Um, and now we're taking elements of technology and putting them out in the front of the business, leading with pieces of technology and providing um, customers with opportunity to do business with us via this technology. A great example of that is like the customer portal, right? So lots of organizations have um, some way that their customer can interface with them um, and do direct, you know, B2C business, right? Business to consumer business. Um, you can go to a, a portal and, you know, uh, place an order. Right. This is more than just the website. The website's out there. Everybody knows that websites are technology. But that's different. This is different. Um, uh, or to get you know updates and order status and information directly out of a customer's ERP system, where um, you know you may have um, you know the, the business is operating inside of their business systems and updating data and updating um, uh, um, inventory counts and things like that. Uh, you can present pieces of that technology out to your customer, right? And so here now we're taking IT from just being this thing, coming away in the closet to something that's adding real value to our customer, right? Um, so that's one of those ways that you can take technology and innovate with it, and it can better align with what the business is trying to accomplish. Um, go on. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to challenge some of that a little bit. I, I think those are all great points. However, we hear often for at CIT, we hear our, our customers come back and say, well, we, we don't do IT. We don't understand IT. You kind of hit the nail on the head, I think, from the perception of a lot of those organizations where, as far as I know, those guys are back in the corner, they're in the dark, they're in the basement, whatever, they're out of sight, out of mind, as long as things don't break, that's great. I don't know enough about the capabilities of IT. How do I get to a situation where I go, I can look for a portal to do business to consumers selling? How do they start to understand what those types of things look like for them? They don't even have potentially the concept of, well, I'll, I'll actually follow it up with my own question with an example to kind of help move the conversation along what I guess I was thinking. but. They may not have the inkling that there is something that's out there besides just potentially looking at Amazon did this or Netflix did that, but that doesn't apply to me. I'm in the SMB market. Um, so the example that I guess I was going to lead with, and I'll let you expand on it, was what if an organization had something like I'm looking at potentially, you know, for them, most organizations are going to have typical goals, revenue growth, system automations, um, potentially automating wherever things can be. Do I have a data analytics piece? Do I need to be a data-driven organization? Do they think like that? How should they be thinking about that? And then what are the next steps to kind of go, okay, 
maybe there is something in IT that I could be leaning on. Yeah, that's that. That thanks, Todd, for reeling it back in. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it, I think a lot of that comes from uh, the customer, the the organization's own customer base, right? How is your customer acquiring your business today, right? How are they buying goods from you, and how is that happening across your market, right? Um, it's 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 perfect. It's great to look out into your marketplace and see what your competitors are doing, see what other organizations like yours are doing, how they're utilizing that type of technology um, to you know find those opportunities, right? Um, and identify places where you can ultimately provide more value back to your customer somehow. Um, you know, it's easy to kind of reel it right back into this, you know, right back into our phones. Um, that's where people are doing business today, <laughs> right? Um, that's where people are finding opportunities for business partnerships today. That's where people are um, learning about your local business today, right? Your small business. That's where they're learning about. That's where they're finding it, right? And so if it's more than simply um, the ability to know that you exist via your website in a Google search, but actually understand that you can perform commerce here in that moment or get information as a customer from your phone because everybody's here all the time anyway, um, is, is some of that framework. Todd, right? Yeah. We're, okay. Well, that sounds great, but you know, where does my 25 user organization where do, where do we find value in all of that, right? How do we identify that as an opportunity? How do we identify that piece of alignment between our business, you know, and technology? And so, on, you know, in part, I think it's understanding where your customer um, is coming to you to find that information. You know, are okay. you shipping a, are you shipping a good? Can you present status to your customer? A lot of this now is coming from a different place, right? Um, you know, 10 years ago when everybody had an ERP system on the server in their closet, that scenario was different. Today, many organizations are um, uh, are subscribing to some type of a cloud-based service, right? For a lot of these systems that run their businesses. And Integrated within those systems are the opportunity for things like what I've talked about, right? Yeah. It may just be another module. So there's not a bunch of work. It's not, you know, you got to hire an IT guy. It's, you know, can your can your cloud subscription ERP system do this, right? Yeah. I, some some good points and examples off of that that I'll use just to kind of help put a little more context around a few things is. Um, Scott mentioned a lot of ERP systems. A lot of times there'll be CRM in there. So as you're trying to grow your businesses, a lot of times you go, oh, I'm just going to lean on my ERP system. And that may be as simple for most organizations as I'm going to create an opportunity. I'm going to follow that through the pipeline, et cetera. But you can use your ERP. And I was getting back to the data analytics piece to start to drive things and processes inside your business. I can help segment my network saying this customer, and you can use whatever example makes sense, revenue wise, or you can say, you know, demographics, they, this customer looks like this, sounds like this, buys like this, and you can start to get that information out of the systems you already have, whether that be something that's built into the ERP systems or you're working with a trusted partner to find how to get that information back out and slice it and dice it the way you want. 
Um, one other thing that I kind of wanted to throw out there is kind of an example of something you could potentially do is we talk a lot about, I see this all the time, right? Customers are looking for how do I automate my processes? How do I, I'm not looking to get rid of people per se, but I want to make them more efficient and so forth. And a great example of something like that would be accounts payable or accounts receivable more specifically where I was going. And, and what do you do with that? More often than not, most organizations are picking up the phone call and they're going, hey, you owe us money, you owe us money, you owe us money. Well, there are tools out there, your ERP system that Scott mentioned as an example, they can do automated things. They can send Dunning lenders that say, hey, this is what you owe, here's how you pay us, so on and so forth. And it's a completely automated process. I've now carved that person's time back to do the things that are a lot more strategic to my business and get away from those tactical day-to-day -day things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I think you make a good point, Todd, in there. Um, you know, part of being able to ultimately deliver some of these things is um, subscribing to some modern technology components, right? And so the theme here is how do we align business and technology? Um, and if we're trying to take advantage of modern tools, modern ability to connect technology elements to provide more value to our customer. Part of that is assessing the kind of current environment, right? The current layout. Um, how do you feel, another one of these kind of thought provoking questions, you know, how do you feel you conform to technology standards, right? Um, are all the desktop computers that you have five to six to seven to eight years old? That might present some challenges trying to align technology with what your business goals are. Because if your business goals are going in one direction, but your technology is kind of weighing you down in that capacity, your people can't be productive because the technology is old, right? That's going to slow that alignment. So to think about how, you know, where you can where you think you fit within those standards is a, is a, is another good question. Um, and, and not everybody knows what those standards are, right? And so, you know, working with a technology partner to understand kind of where you score, you know, hey, in, in infrastructure, you know, you're a five out of 10 and, and, and there's some risk and, you know, we can update that, um, you know, is one way to start to begin some of that alignment, right? It starts a lot of times with that foundation, right? Um, you're building a house, we have to build a good foundation. So if you're going to utilize technology to be a differentiator, to help you be a differentiator in your marketplace, to help you provide better value to your customer, what's that foundation of technology? Is it, does, could it use an update, <laughs> right? Um, uh, and an important part of that, you know, is, is what, what are you, what, and the leaders of the organization, what are they, think about technology and what is its perception, right? Like I mentioned early on, ah, you know, we still have a legacy mindset that we don't really think technology can do that, right? Um, that's gonna be another thing that'll kind of slow that process of alignment, right? I was going to throw another thing in there, too, as you were talking about some of the standards and whatnot, and you were talking about the foundation. Um, one of the things that that you were talking about kind of resonated with me in the sense that compliance seems to be something that's that's coming up and it's starting to be become a, a more prevalent piece of business. Um, Nate and I talked about this last week, if you happen to catch the podcast, but where I was going with it is 
manufacturers in particular have really seen a fairly significant uptick in compliance. And what ended up happening for them is if they happen to have any kind of business that's working with the DOD or something along those lines, they've now been thrust into this area where they've got to get compliance. And Scott was kind of alluding to is, again, it's the, I don't know what I don't know. How do I start to get that foundation in place? How do I start to find ways to get that in place and then start to move forward? Um, when it comes to being a differentiator for you and your industry, it's certainly possible that the fact that you've got your ducks in a row, you can go to market quicker. You go, look, I've got all the documentation. I've got all the foundation in place. Let's go. I'm ready to end this thing and close the deal. Your competition down the road is still going, I don't even know what this thing is that I may have to comply with. And of course, there's all kinds of tools that automate the compliance and reporting pieces for organizations as well. Right, right. I would add to that by saying, um, the thing that we're starting to see in the marketplace is that vendor risk assessment process, right? So your, your customer is going to start to ask you these questions. How is your business aligned with your technology? How are you meeting technology standards as an organization? Um, are you, um, have you implemented these security standards? Have you implemented these, these technologies to protect um, my data? that you have of, of mine, right? The data that your organization has about me, your customer, um, and are you protecting your own data? Those kind of answering those kind of questions um, uh, from a vendor risk perspective is, is less regulatory and more, again, like your customer coming in saying, we are going to award you more business if you can answer these questions in a satisfactory manner, right? If we know you're protecting our data, you're protecting your own data, you kind of you're you're um, you've got to take you're taking a modern approach to technology, and you're beginning to align um, technology with your business goals. That's that's a that's an op, that's you're going to win my business over the next guy that is not. Um. So. I, I love the point, and I guess one of the questions that I had kind of early on is we're talking about IT, we're talking about spend, we did talk about the historical stuff, whether it was CapEx or as you're starting to see a lot of the world move into an operational expense process as well, is what is how do, what is and how does that tie to an ROI? I think you made an excellent point of this is going to drive business for you, which is an instant ROI. ROI, but as business leaders are going through this, um, how do they look at it? How do they define it? How do they go, all right, I, I'm thinking about this. This is starting to click for me, but but really, how do I pay for it? How do I justify it? Man, I just kind of wanted you to expand on that piece a little bit as well. Yeah, um, and it goes back to kind of one of my first statements, which is how does the organization budget for it? to IT expenses, right? I can't tell you or give you advice on how you're going to pay for it unless you can answer me the question, do you have an IT budget? And if you do if you if you're not isolating those costs within your your budgetary process, then that's going to make that process very challenging, right? Um, something that I would um, I, I would look to an industry, number that I know of, um, kind of the gold standard is um, comparing IT budget to um, to revenue, right? Um, and the average across industry is 3.64%. Uh, and so everybody who's listening to this, their wheels are turning. Oh boy, okay, well, I'm right on par with it. And that's the average across industry, right? If you look at healthcare, if you look at financial, they're 7%. Uh, manufacturing is a little bit less than that. Um, 
so that's a good opportunity to say, how do we align with the rest of you know businesses and organizations with our our, our IT budget percentage to to, to revenue? Um, it, that that's a good marker to say, you know, if your if your revenue is X, you should be spending about X on, on on technology in order for you to be able to maintain modern systems, in order for you to. Uh, uh, um, begin to align technology with business goals right so that that's a good way to start to answer that um question todd great 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 question so if i were to kind of kind of back on here i, I got two more points that i kind of wanted to make before we were wrapping up but one of the things that i was going to say is you you started this out really really well in my opinion part of how we go about this is we start with kind of understanding where we are today which is exactly what you just said right what is my spend compared to what my my revenue is um, and then the next steps typically for for me when I work with organizations is starting to go, okay, where do we want to go, which gets right back to where we started, right? What's the strategy? Where are we going as an organization? From there, we can start to build out, well, shoot, this is how technologies is starting to look like in the future. And it could be anything from really cool stuff that Microsoft is working with what they refer to as modern workplace, which gets into all kinds of system automations, like how do I auto-enroll my, my employees onto new devices and get everything automated? Um, but then the last piece of that is obviously building out that budget. And that budget is not a one-year thing. That's that typical historical, it's all running in the back. My people are in the basement. I don't want to talk to you kind of thing to going, let's plan. Let's see where we're going. How do we continue to build our maturity out as an organization? Um, the one last question that I had for you is, is, like I said early on, a lot of customers don't have IT in-house or those that they may have may just be a tech that's just keeping the lights on. What do they do in these situations? They don't have the wherewithal to go, still don't understand what, what the capabilities of IT are, don't know how to budget, don't know where to go from here. What do those next steps look like? Yeah. Yeah, great. That's a that's a great. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap this up. And I think this last my answer to this to your question, I think we'll wrap put a nice bow on our podcast here today. Um, let's look at this through the framework first of a larger organization that has you know a, a significant IT staff because I think that'll help translate things down. Um, that those organizations they're going to have um, an IT staff that has you know a traditional structure. It's going to have a chief information officer. It's going to have a an IT manager, and then there will be you know multiple kind of roles underneath that um, help desk types of roles, infrastructure management types of roles, software development types of roles. But it starts at that CIO, and um, the way that those organizations do that is they're giving technology a seat at the table. Technology has representation in the leadership meeting to hear and understand from the business where the business is going. And then that person is able to, you know, interpret those things and understand them through the lens of, okay, how can my department, how can technology support the things that the business leadership is saying they want to do? Now, organizations that don't have an, an IT staff of 10 obviously aren't doing that, right? So how can an organization that has little or no IT staff accomplish that? Um, so the odds are, if you've got no IT staff, you're working with somebody, some type of a technology partner. And I would recommend that you engage that partner in some of these discussions. It doesn't mean you have to invite them to attend your you know, leadership meetings, but connect with that person on some regular basis or your team um, 
to convey to them, here is what we are planning to do or would like to do here are our goals over the course of the next 12 to 36 months to you know five years. That organization, your IT partner can help provide that, should be able to help provide that guidance. Okay, you, you're telling me you're going to make an acquisition next year. Here are the technology things required in order to accomplish that. Or you're telling me you're going to experience an uptick in hiring. We're going to hire 50 people. Great. Here are the technology elements that 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 uh, are are required, you know, for that. Or we're going to add a location, right? Okay. Well, here are the technology pieces. And the point really there is, you're engaging that partner. You're engaging that person at the time the leadership sees that spark of the business goal um, because technology, you can't come to technology and say, we acquired a company uh, uh, six months ago or a month ago. We need to help. Can you, you know, can we get some computers in here and can you connect? Our no, <laughs> technology needs to be well on the forefront of that kind of a business decision in order for you to align technology with your business goal. Awesome. Yeah, the, the only thing I'd add on to that is is obviously when you're working with whomever that partner is, um, you're going to kind of try to be looking for those that really understand you and, and the challenges ahead of you. So I mean, my only advice is making sure that when you're talking to them, they, they do kind of understand where are you today? Where are you going now? If you have been working with that partner, hopefully they're already well on that path with you. Uh, but they're certainly more than likely willing to, to get on board and go, great, this looks exciting. We can grow together. This is really where we want to partner with you moving forward. Uh, yeah. So that's about the only thing that I kind of wanted to cover as we were wrapping it up, but I really appreciate the input and the insights that you had, Scott. Yeah, no, this is great. I would say the last thing I would say is that most modern, you know, uh, technology partner, the managed services partner world today, most of them should have some type of what we call virtual CIO offering, something of that nature that provides that connection that allows them to participate in some of those, you know, business, you know, conversations. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Todd. All of that was amazing. Even from my perspective of even just using technology, I'm like, yes, 100% understand it. So thank you guys for taking the time today. And for everybody listening, you know, these guys love to chat. So if you want to get directly connected with them, they will chat with you anytime. Feel free to shoot us an email at info at CIT-net.com or visit us online at www.cit-net.com. We're also will be back next week for yet another technology and business podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kelsey.